Reverend Gray and I'm the kid sis minister Tasha and welcome 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 to the no name podcast we may not have a name but we have a content it is an honor and a privilege to be here with you on this podcast just grateful for this platform um we know that oops and I'm in Toastmasters we know that it is a blessing to use, to be able to use this platform. Just two humble servants wanting to use this platform right and not take it for granted because God has given us the opportunity to have a conversation and prayerfully by you listening in that you are being helped or blessed or, you know, somebody that needs to hear the conversation and they can be blessed as well. It's a blessing to have a conversation with my kid sister. And it's a blessing because we're from two uh, generations. Two we're different generations. Generation. Yeah, yeah, two. I said two different generations. You let me finish. It's from, we're from two different generations. And so it's 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 um a good thing i think that we can have this conversation because you get two different opinions from two different generations so kid sis yes can you describe your week in one word my week in one word Describing my week in one word, what word would I use? And the word that I am going to use is busy. Okay. It's been a very busy week. What about you? If you had to describe your week in one word, what would that one word be? One word would be Just one word. I know there's so many swirling around. Adjective. How what 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 adjective comes to mind? Good. Good. All right. Yeah. We'll go with it. All right. We will go with it. Uh, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Big sis has no idea what I am getting ready to do. Okay. <laughs> but I know she she's down for the challenge. My my sister is always down for the challenge. So this particular episode is a a bit of a surprise to her, but I wanted to do this especially because we are both in ministry. We are both women in ministry and I know for sure that there are a couple of people that listen to this who are also in ministry or um, who may be fighting fighting the call to ministry it may not necessarily be fighting the call to the preached ministry. It may be to teaching or whatever other spiritual gift God has gifted you with, but you're fighting it. So today, 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 I wanted to do something a bit different and I am actually going to interview my big sis. For those of you that may not know, for those of you that may not know this, my sister will celebrate 20 years in ministry next year. Next year will mark 20 years for her in ministry. I mean, she uh, is really one of the first 
one of the first, especially at our church, along with um, uh, our pastor. She was one of the first to uh, accept her call into ministry and then go through the process. So I just want to pull from my big sis today, get some words of wisdom, get some insight into what that looked like and what what words of wisdom that she can pour into the next generation. Um, And again, you don't have to be a preacher for this. You do not have to be a preacher for this. I believe that we have all experienced fighting against doing something. Um, And and my, my prayer is that we will gain something for this conversation. So welcome to episode 13 of the No Name Podcast. And uh, you just had to, you had to throw that in there, huh? Uh, Yeah. So sis, you ready? Uh Uh-huh. It's it's easy questions. All right. I'm not, I'm not about to throw nothing too, too challenging out there. Um, But first let, let me give us, I don't want to say give us your resume, but give us a summation of your entry into ministry? Like, what did that look like 20 years ago going into ministry or accepting your call into ministry? What did that look like? Well, let me start here. And I'm going to go quickly. I opened my eyes in church. So I served on the usher board. I served in the choir. I was in Sunday school. I served in BTU, which one is one of my favorites. I love BTU. And my mother was a servant. She served in the church. She was on the pastor's aid committee. She sang in the choir. She was in the mission. And she, and I served, well, well, kind of served with her with the pastor's aid. So fast forward because my mom was a servant, I adopted that as well. I like going to church, period. I just like going to church. So when I left the church that I grew up in, I moved to another church. I moved to the church that I currently serve in now, and it was full of young people. Same difference. I got there and I served. I served, I served, and I served. And during my childhood, there were always different things or different people saying the Lord had a call on my life and all this stuff. And I, of course, I don't want to believe it or, you know, I don't want to do it. And then when it was time in 20 years ago, it wasn't popular for women to be in ministry. It was a, a man's world. It was a man's world. So I told I so I finally went to my pastor and said okay pastor I feel the Lord calling me into ministry said okay we're gonna pray about it so I prayed about it and I didn't go back to him to for another three years (laughs) why 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 three years like because at at that time I felt like okay God I did what you told me to do I did what you told me to do. And again, it wasn't popular. It wasn't popular. And I, one, I wanted to take my time because 
I just needed to make sure. I just needed to make sure. So fast forward, three years later, I believe, out of everywhere. Well, what are you doing about ministry? Oh, I'm just waiting. I went and talked to my pastor and yada, yada, Here comes somebody else. So what are you doing about ministry? Oh, I'm just waiting or whatever. Every time, every corner I turned, somebody was asking me about ministry. What was I doing about going into ministry? And so at this juncture, I got kind of tired because I'm like, okay, God, why are these people in my face like this? And so one of my sisters came to me and was like, look, I'm going um, into ministry and I'm going to talk to the pastor. I was like, okay, fine. That didn't move me <laughs> because I already knew what was going to happen. What was going to happen? That the people weren't going to be readily accepted, acceptable of my call into ministry. And so at that juncture, I had to say, forget it because I wasn't getting no rest. I wasn't getting any rest because every corner I turned, every, it just seems like everything was pointing to, was tugging at my heart, telling me to move forward. So I went, talked to my pastor and he said, okay, I knew that was coming. I was like, okay. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm moving really fast. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay. And we went, he said, okay, we're going to pray about it. Here we go with that prayer about it again. And then you have to remember, or you have to know that in the Baptist church mm -hmm. that I was attending, it wasn't a thing of women preachers. It just wasn't, you know, if you, even the, the, the women that came to preach, they had to preach from the floor. They told the house down, but they had to preach from the floor. So it wasn't popular. It wasn't the thing to do. So I went to the to my pastor and he said, okay, we're going to pray. I prayed and went back. Because this time I was like, okay, Lord, you're not going to make no tree fall on me. I hear you. So I went back, we prayed, and that opened the door for me to go into ministry. And I kind of felt bad because... I didn't want my pastor to get any flat. Mm -hmm. But then I talked to my godmom and she was like, the Lord is equipping him. He's going to be all right. Mm -hmm. He's going to be all right. Because if this is what the Lord is calling you to do, then he's going to be all right. After I was freed from that, I went full force. So I'm hearing, I'm hearing a couple of different things, right? So mm -hmm. going back to the beginning, I'm hearing that, your mother groomed you for servanthood. Yeah. And I think that's important for all of us to hear mm -hmm. because we have to be willing to pour into the next. Yes. No, go ahead. I want you to finish your statement. <laughs> you had your hand raised. Oh. We have to be willing to pour into those we see the gift in. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we hold back, um, but how are we how are we going to raise the next whoever if somebody doesn't pour into them? 
the other thing about the servanthood, I served at the my church, my current church. I served. I served. And it's easy to make that transition when your leaders see that you serve. Oh, yeah. You one of the things that's been ingrained in me is that you have to serve. You have to don't serve. expect a platform. Don't don't just be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm called to do this, that, and the other, and immediately expect to be just put out there like, now nah, where's your heart? Exactly. And so I he uh my pastor saw that I served, I served on several different um auxiliaries and committees and and not because I was forced to, it's because I wanted to. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I this is what my my I admonish any person, any young people person, any older person, seasoned person, if you feel that God has called you into ministry, make sure that your servant card is punched. Don't expect that. Go ahead. You can finish. Don't expect to serve or think that you're going to get that platform if you're not serving. Yeah, but don't serve just to get the platform. And I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> yeah. Because what's going to happen is your pastor is going to know your heart, period. Because yes. your pastor is the under shepherd. And God deals with the under shepherd in ways that we don't know about. Mm -hmm. God tells and talks to the under shepherd so that the under shepherd can know exactly what to do when it comes to um to to, to those to things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely true. I don't want, like you said, I don't want anyone to get the picture that oh, just just serve to get to a certain level. No, you just need to serve. Just serve. Jesus came to serve. Jesus didn't come to be served, he but he came to Jesus serve. Life. If you look at his life throughout the gospels, Jesus served. Right. <laughs> right. He didn't have a certain population that he served to. He simply served. Everybody. Yeah. 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 He didn't. He Yeah. And, and and I always go to if we ever want to see how we are supposed to live as Christians, just read about the life of Jesus exactly, and go from there. Um, exactly. Something else that I heard in you sharing your story was, I know about the battle, right? Because I've heard you share this before and I've experienced my own battles and struggles with accepting mm -hmm the call into ministry. And again, we're though we are specifically talking about preaching, I know full well that there are people running from the call to do whatever it is, right? Whether that's the call to start a business, whether that's the call to be an evangelist, a teacher, there are people running from their call. Right. So, and, and, I, and I heard you in your, in your story, share how you went back and forth. I did. You went back and forth a couple of times. Yeah. Uh -huh. Help help me understand, right? Because we're we're supposed to just trust God mm -hmm. at what he says, right? Oh. But I also heard and I know that you went back and forth a couple of times. So so help me wrap my head around 
why the back and forth? Why the back and forth? One, it wasn't popular. One, because I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. Two, it wasn't popular for women to be preachers. Three, everybody wants to question and ask or say that God didn't call women to preach. Mm -hmm. Especially in the Baptist church. Mm -hmm. I don't know about any other denomination because I'm a Baptist to the heart. So not only did that kind of deter me, but it also what also deterred me was the way in which I was being treated. Not okay. only were there men saying that God didn't call us to preach and all of this other stuff, but there were women who felt the same way. And at this point, I was like, I don't care what you say because I need to get this off of me. <laughs> okay, so how how did you get to that point? Because so often we know what God is telling us to do, right? But because of everyone else's opinions, we're still stuck. But at some point you got to the point where you was like, you know what? I don't care what y'all say. I don't care what y'all think. I don't even care what y'all do. I know what God is calling me to do. So let me go ahead and do it. How did you get there? So in reading my word and it would be, I would just be studying the Bible and I can't even tell you the scriptures. All I know is I wrote, I would pray and I would ask God to reveal to me if this is where he wanted me to go. And so in the margins of my Bible, I would write whatever the Lord told me and sign and put the date. So, okay. All right, God, thank you. Again, Lord, I need you to reveal it to me and tell me again, he would bring, give me another scripture. So I remember one day I was at church and I was getting ready to go into the sanctuary. And then one of my sisters grabbed me. She was like, let's go, let's go pray. So we began to pray in an upstairs classroom, we began to pray and the spirit of God fell in that place. The spirit of God fell in that place. All I know, all I can remember is I was on my hands and knees telling God, yes, I'll do it. I'll go. And I'm getting emotional now, but I told God I would do it. I would be obedient. Forgive me. I surrender. And after that happened, I was like, okay, God, I don't care what they say. What they do, they can like me or not, but I'm moving forward with what you have, uh, the, how, with the call you have on my life. Again, people have been telling me, you're different. You're different. God wants to use you. God wants to, um, He God wants you to come up. God, I, this last lady, I never, I mean, she didn't know nothing about me. Nothing. I was singing in the choir. I went outside use the bathroom or whatever, came back. And it was like, um, um, Cynthia, I think her name. She's looking for you. She's looking for you. She's looking for you. I, did, I already knew what she was going to say. I knew it. So I came back in there. You sound fed up. Oh gosh. Cause I was <laughs> done. Cause I knew. Oh my gosh. So I came back and she said, God wants to use you. God wants you to come up. God, 
He he wants to, and she kept saying it. And so I'm looking at her like, whatever. Because I already knew. So that was one of the things that 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 made me say, okay, I got to move forward with this. And I think a part of a part also what I hear is that you wanted clear confirmation from God rather than oh, people. Yes. yes. And because is- a lot of t- <laughs> a lot of times, and we've heard of you know, people saying, oh yeah, God has called you to do this. And so they'll push you. And, and, and even my, you know, my pastor has prepared me for that in a sense. And it was like, people, people will push you and push you and push you and make you think that you're ready before you're even ready exactly. or make you think that you're called to do something that God isn't necessarily calling you to do. Mm-mm. So how important is it to get God's confirmation rather than just hearing it from people? So one of the things that I kept, you know, hearing or saying was some were sent. Some were sent and some just went. And I was like, God, I don't want to be the ones that just went. You know, I he already knew where he was sending me, but I was like, uh-uh. I just did not want to be the person that says, I want to preach. And Who's- so since I want to preach, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to set myself up. I'm, no, I'm not ambitious ambitious, and that vain. Why would I want to be? And another, another thing that stopped me was, you know, growing up in the Baptist church, never. Yeah. And so I knew that that would be a hindrance from the people. And so I was like, okay, well, I just won't do it. I did what? Lord, I did what you told me. You told me to go talk to my pastor. I did it. And three years went by. I was fine with it. But there had to, there came a time where I had to surrender. I had to surrender to the call of God on my life. Again, I go back to that experience. I mean, I was beaten on the floor. I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll go. I'll go. Yes, yes, yes change my whole perspective, change my whole perspective. And so I told the Lord, you don't ever, ever have to have a, let make a, have a tree follow me. I'm going, I'm going the word of God. I can't, and it's, it's really strange that I haven't, I didn't, rem, I didn't um, remember those scriptures. I'm not that type of person, but I don't find I, that strange. Huh? I don't find that strange. Right. Why? Because I, I I see God operates in different ways, right? He he needed you at that particular moment in that particular season to do that because that was for that season. I haven't written in my Bible. I saw some notes the other day when I was going through that Bible, the Torah Bible. So <laughs> oh, the one that has pieces. Look, you know, let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you. Let me give y'all. Let me give y'all. Listen, if you ever hear me well, people of God, if you ever see a preacher with a Bible that is in pieces, that has highlighter, pen and pencil marked all over it, you know you're getting a word from God. I love anointing that in that. What'd you say? It's some anointing in that. I love that Bible. When I say I love that Bible, 
I love it. I mean, it starts at um, what book does it start at? It starts somewhere halfway through the Old Testament. I love that Bible, and then the other got pieces. revelations in the living room. <laughs> no, 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 no. Deuteronomy in the car. <laughs> So that Bible have my notes in it about when I asked God to confirm. Oh, so that's why you don't want to get rid of it. Huh? That's okay. I'm putting two and two together. Yeah, no, I can't, I can't get rid of it. I can't get rid of it. And then here's the other thing. I didn't want to be, uh, like I said, I didn't want to be ambitious and, oh yeah, God called me to preach and I'm getting ready to do this. And I know, no, 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 no. I had se- uh, several times I asked God to confirm that he called me to preach. Several times. So 20 years. Uh-huh. 20 years. 20 whole years. 20 whole years as of next year. What are some of, let's just say top three. Mm-hmm. What are possibly the top three lessons that you have learned over the course of 20 years that should be passed on to the next generation of preachers? Because your little sis is right here. You got 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a baby and you have mm-hmm. others coming with me. We babies. Mm-hmm. So what are some top three? What are the top three lessons that you've learned that should absolutely be passed down to the next generation of preachers. Humble yourself. Humble Say it yourself. one more time. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. Do not walk around and pride talking about God call, called you to preach. That to me, that's that's not a something that you should do. You need to stay in God's face. And listen to the right people. Stay in the word of God. Stay in the word of God. Study. Second Timothy admonishes, admonishes us to study, to show thyself approved. A workman needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, handling the word correctly. Make sure that you study. Make sure that you have a prayer life. Make sure that you have a prayer life. Make sure that that you uh, repent. Make sure that you repent and ask God to forgive you so that you can hear your ear gate can be open and you can hear his voice clearly. I know you told me to get your top three. But next generation, <laughs> fast and pray. Stay. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Relevant. Huh? Relevant? No, to, no. To, to your leader. Oh, stay obedient. Stay obedient. Listen to your leader. Don't ever try to usurp your leader's authority. Don't allow anybody to make you miss what your leader is saying. Don't leave your church because you don't think that your leader is moving fast enough. Again, 
God deals with your leader. When the time is right, if, it, if it's time for you to leave, then God will give you op that open door. But when it's not time, when it's not time for you to leave, stay there and listen to that leadership. Can I say real quick? I know I'm interviewing you. <laughs> I know. But I just wanted to highlight that listen to your leader. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. I had somebody ask me, I was in a group setting, and the question was, what preachers are you listening to? Mm -hmm. And I was real 100% blunt and honest. Mm -hmm. And I told them, I'm not listening to anybody else's preaching right now but my pastors. Mm -hmm. yep. Because that is exactly where God had me. I, I promise you, I was not listening to anyone else but her. Because that's where I am serving. Right. Right. I'm I am assisting her and serving under her leadership. So it is important mm -hmm. that I'm able to to hear her voice and hear where she's leading the church. Right. So I think I think it's important that you said that. And I just wanted to highlight that. Like you gotta I and I understand, look, I am I I appreciate the 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 art and the craft of preaching. Preaching is an art form. Right. Right. And and I understand um, studying the different movements within the sermon, being able to understand your illustrations and the connecting of the dots and building the bridge and the tension. I understand all of that. Mm -hmm. I get it. Right. Um, and so I, I oft sometimes I will listen to others to just listen for that. Mm -hmm. But there was a season and it, and it comes up often where I will only listen to my pastor. Right. And and listening to her her preach and being faithful to the stewardship mm -hmm. over your life. Because when you when you when it all boils down to it, she's responsible right. for our training. She's responsible for the word of God that she preaches. She's responsible for putting us, you know, when it's time to put us up and things like that. But we have to be, and I'm the word that I'm looking for is, is not coming to me. We have to be faithful to her fellowship. We have to, uh, uh, I can't think of the word, but you have to follow so mm -hmm. that you can lead you can't lead if you don't follow a light just went off uh-huh even when we look at jesus mm -hmm. he had to follow god's plan had to he had to jesus was not his his when we look at was it in philippians where it says um that he humbled himself even to the point of death on the cross mm-hmm and then a couple of verses down, it, it says that um, basically because he was obedient. Here, let me pull it up because I don't want to misquote this right. scripture because I need it's it's making a point here. And I want to make sure that I get it and I get it right. So Philippians is it two. Let me see. Yeah, here it is. Philippians two. 
uh, and I'll go verse five. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to right. be exploited, but uh -huh. emptied, him, emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness uh -huh. and being found in human form. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Right. Therefore, now that therefore, because Jesus did all of this, uh -huh. because he humbled himself uh -huh. and followed God's plan, uh -huh. therefore, God also highly exalted him and gave him the the name that is above every name so that so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus was not given the name that was above every name until he was obedient to God's plan. Right. Because he's fully God and fully man. And so he still thought it not robbery. He thought it not robbery to, um, wait, where is it? Oh, come on. And that was Philippians uh, chapter two, yeah, verses chapter two. five Six, through seven. 11. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I think. And God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Right. So he wasn't trying to be equal. He, he came here to do what God called him to do. And every move that he made, he talked to his father about it. Yeah. He was fully God and fully man. And so it's important to make sure that whatever church you're serving in, whatever the man of woman, the man or woman of God is telling you to do, be prayerful and do it. Absolutely. Well, let me say congratulations to you. I know it's not 20 yet, but I, we, we standing on faith and we know that you're going to hit the 20 mark. So Hallelujah. we say we say congratulations. But this year does make 19. So we yeah. celebrate 19. Um, and again, we say congratulations to you. I'm proud of you yeah. as your little sister, even though I've only been on the latter latter half yeah. <laughs> of the 20 year mark. Yeah. Um, but I will say that I know myself and others have gleaned a lot from your experiences and your wisdom. Um, I know you have definitely poured into me when it comes to ministry. Um, I, I would not be where I am today if you hadn't kept me going <laughs> and on the right path. <laughs> and can I, can I just say this? <laughs> even though being in ministry and even in the beginning, it was really hard it was really hard because of the opposition that I faced even in my own church the opposition I faced in my family um not my mom not being here when I did my initial sermon my mom not being here when I was ordained it, it you know those things you know weigh on you but can I tell you this? I wouldn't trade it for the world. I would not trade it for the world. The Bible tells us to be thou faithful unto death and he will give you a crown of life. And so my desire is to please him. That's just my desire, period. He called me to this to, to, to ministry 
He called me to proclaim his word. Not only do I preach, but I also teach. Not only do I preach and teach, but I also um, intercede for others. So it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. You got to do what God has called you to do. Be found faithful, even though it gets hard. But I guarantee you that the reward is great. So for anybody who is listening and you are still fighting the call and it doesn't, again, it does not have to be you're fighting the call to be a preacher. There right. are people fighting the, the, the call to be an intercessor. There are people fighting the call um, to be a mentor, right? There are so, so many different calls right. that we are fighting to that person. I hope and pray that this conversation, this interview has pushed you in the direction towards saying yes. The call to I, be I, a principal, the call to be a, a teacher, the call to be, you know, a, a stand up person in your community. You, you, you've heard the voice of the Lord. You've heard it, but, but don't allow the enemy to stop you from doing what God has called you to do. Answer the call. God wouldn't yeah. have called you to it if he didn't, he didn't know, not even he didn't think God already right. knows that you can do it. He's already yeah. equipped you to do it. He's, he's exactly. given you and he will continue to give you every single thing that you will need to, right. to do it. Um, so go ahead and say, yeah. <laughs> go ahead and give God your yes and for those of you that have already given God your yes I double dare you to give him another yes yes, yes I, yes, I yes. double dare you to go ahead and give him another yes because you are not at your final level not at all not at your final level there is more for you to do sis any final words before we close out Please stay prayerful. If you know that God has called you, please stay prayerful. Shut out the outside noise. Spend time with God. Fast, pray. Go to your pastor. Pray with your pastor. If you know somebody that's an intercessor and that's not going to deter you, have them pray for you. Have them pray with you. Because God is not going to let you rest. You better hear me. He's not going to let you rest until you say yes. Well, listen, if you enjoyed this conversation, I invite you to like the podcast. I invite you to leave a comment or a review. I invite you to, to share it out with someone. If you know someone that is struggling with their yes, send this episode, send this show to them so that they can be encouraged um, and thank you for tuning in. We definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your day or night to tune in to another episode of the No Name Podcast. Let's pray. God, how we thank you and how we praise you for just the opportunity to have this conversation. God, even though we do this every single week, we never want to take it for granted that you've given us this platform to use, to share you, your story and how we've been blessed by the sacrifices that you have made for us. God, I thank you for my sister. God, I thank you for her. Yes, even though there were times where she maybe doubted or questioned, God, I thank you that she ultimately said yes and that she continues to say yes. God, I pray 
And I ask that you would continue to bless her in her ministry. God, continue to give her every single thing that she needs to um, continue uh, to be who you've called her to be. God, you have anointed her and you have gifted her in a special way. So God, continue to bring it out of her. And God, I ask that you would continue to cover her. I got thank you for every single person that is listening um, to this episode. God, I pray that if there is someone listening who is battling the yes, God, allow them um, after listening to this episode, allow them to say yes again and again and again. Use us, God, use us all, God, for your glory, and we will continue to give you the praise, glory, and honor. Um, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <laughs>